Welcome back to This Week in Video Games, and this is the News Roundup, giving you all the latest video game news you need to know in just about 10 minutes. So if you find this useful, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe on YouTube and your favourite podcast apps. Links are down below in the description or the show notes. Well, it's the 21st of November 2021, so let's get into the news. Well, first up in the news today, Halo Infinite amasses record-breaking 270,000 concurrent players on Steam, and this one comes from Jason Guisau out of Game Informer. So Halo Infinite's free-to-play multiplayer beta came out this week and is already breaking records. So according to the Video Games Chronicle, 343's popular FPS space opera amassed over 270,000 concurrent players on Steam, the first Xbox Studios game to reach such a notable player count in such a short period. So this feat is even more impressive when considering the surprise announcement so this feat is even more impressive when considering the surprise announcement during the 20th anniversary stream. So while progression carries over to the base game, acquired cosmetics, battle pass unlocks and general experience points, and the Halo namesake, well, they are the central selling points. You know, it's hard to gauge whether the player count numbers would wind up, yet other acclaimed Xbox Studios titles like Forza Horizon 5 and Halo the Master Chief Collection, while very successful in their own right, have not seen the same immediate success on Steam. Well, Halo Infinite is now the first ever Xbox Game Studios game to pass 200k concurrent players on Steam and set the all-time record. So looking at the top five, you've got Halo Infinite at 201,000 and growing, Halo MCC at 161,000, Forza Horizon 5 at 81,000, Age of Empires 4 at 73,000, and you've got Sea of Thieves at about 67,000. Well, Halo Infinite is in good company, having the fourth largest player peak on Monday, after the under the Steam heavyweights like Counter-Strike Global Offensive, Dota 2 and PUBG. Well, developer 343 Industries, they have got a lot to be happy about. You know, totals on Xbox and the PC app haven't been confirmed yet. Still, it's safe to assume that the latest multiplayer instalment in the Halo franchise is being joined by a bevy of players on all platforms. You know, with news that the Season 1 Battle Pass extending until next May, that's an unorthodox amount of time, quite frankly, Fans have a ton of additional content rollouts to supplement the already strong multiplayer and the upcoming single-player component. And Halo Infinite launches for Xbox Series S and X, Xbox One and PC on December the 8th. Well, more Halo news up next, so Halo Infinite's Battle Pass progression will be fixed. 343 promises, and this one comes from Ishrak Subhan, Have you a gamer? So after a mixed response from the community on the progression system of Halo Infinite's Battle Pass, 343 Industries pledged to make targeted tunings to it later this week, according to a Twitter thread from their community manager. The main gripe players have with the Battle Pass is that it just takes too long to level up. To alleviate the problem, Play One Game challenges will be added to help easily level up by just playing matches. And additionally, weekly challenges are getting a complete overhaul, with some being adjusted and bugs being fixed that stopped accomplishments being recorded, whilst others being outright scrapped. And as a whole, weekly challenges should be easy to progress through, thus allowing players to level up faster. Well, the update will, however, reset any existing progression in challenges, but all players will receive the Sigil Mark 7 visor if they log in between the 23rd and the 30th of November to make up for it. And finally, the duration of the double XP boost will be doubled to one hour to help the players get the most out of them. Well, next up in the news today, Rockstar apologises for the GTA Trilogy Definitive Edition's unexpected issues, and they relist the classic versions for PC. 
And this one comes from Matt Wales out of Eurogamer. So Rockstar has apologised for the unexpected technical issues plaguing its widely lambasted Grand Theft Auto Trilogy Definitive Edition release, promising to put the classic versions of the games back on sale on PC and making them free to owners of the remaster. So Rockstar's Definitive Edition, developed by Grove Street Games, launched last week and immediately attracted ire for its myriad of issues, including progression crashes, a widely documented procession of adamantly sometimes hilarious bugs, poor performance across all consoles, and a host of concerns. So as Digital Foundry put it at the time, the bottom line that it's simply impossible to believe that this remaster was properly tested, and if it was, it seems that the bugs were not addressed by the developer. The end result is simply not good enough and it's such a shame. This is a landmark game and genuinely important work. Frustrating the matters further, Rockstar had also made the decision to delist all classic releases of GTA 3 and San Andreas, meaning its shoddy remaster was the only way to experience three of gaming's most celebrated titles for those who hadn't purchased copies prior to the original's delisting. Yet more complications beset PC players when Rockstar suddenly blocked them from either accessing their purchase or buying the game from its launcher, where the Definitive Edition is now a PC exclusive, a situation that lasted for three days. The developer eventually admitted it had made the move in order to remove unintended files from the Definitive Edition, later pledging to improve and update the overall performance as we move forward when the games return to its launcher. And now, a week on, Rockstar has apologised for what it calls unexpected technical issues that came to light as part of the launch, and in a statement shared on its website, the developer wrote, The Grand Theft Auto series and the games that make up this iconic trilogy are as special to us as we know they are to fans around the world. The updated versions of these classic games did not launch in a state that meets our own standard of quality, or the standards that our fans have come to expect. And Rockstar said its ongoing plans to address the technical issues and improve each game, and that with each update, the games will reach the level of quality they deserve to be. And the first of these updates is due for all versions of the Definitive Edition in the coming days. Rockstar will also backtrack on its decision to remove the classic versions of GTA 3, Vice City and San Andreas from sale, but only for PC and only on its own launcher. It says it will be adding a new bundle featuring the original PC versions of the game back into the launcher shortly, and it will be giving the classic bundle to owners of the Definitive Edition on PC at no extra cost until the 30th of June next year, and it is yet to make a similar offer for consoles. Once again, Rockstar's statement concludes, we'd like to thank everyone for their patience and understanding while we work through these updates and ensure that these games meet everyone's justifiably high standards. Well, next up in the news today, here are the nominees for the Game Awards 2021. 9th, Game this Award one comes from Marcus Stewart out of Game Informer. The so the Game Awards, hosted by Jeff Keighley, air on well, December the 9th, live from the Microsoft Theatre in Los Angeles. And we already know the in-person event will showcase a significant number of new and upcoming titles, but celebrating 2021's most outstanding games remain the highlight of the show. Well, we've learned the nominees for each category, and you can vote for them right now on the Game Awards official website. And finally, so I'm not going to go through all of the nominations here. You can check those out on the Game Informer website, but I am going to go through some of the crucial categories. So the most important game of the year, we've got Deathloop, It Takes Two, Metroid Dread, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart and Resident Evil Village. I'm quite surprised personally that Returnal isn't there, but it is really good to see Metroid Dread and It Takes Two there. Really, really fantastic games. So just looking at some other categories briefly, 
So best game and direction, that's Deathloop, Resident It Takes Evil Two, Returnal, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart. So and another really important category for this week in video games is best independent game. So here we got Death Door, Kenna, Bridge of Spirits, Inscription, Loop Hero, and also quite surprisingly, 12 Minutes. Well finally in the news today, so Riot share new footage of upcoming 2D fighter Project L. And this one comes from Vicky Blake out of Eurogamer. So Riot has published a new video showcasing its upcoming 2D fighter codenamed Project L. And in the video, Riot's Tom and Tony Cannon reintroduce Project L, an assist-based fighter set in the world of Terror. So we're excited to share that Project L will be a tag team style fighting game. We're going to build and pilot a team of two different champions, Tom Cannon explained in a blog post. So in the preview, we've updated the game's art style to include a breakdown of the champion's kit, and you'll catch a glimpse of how we approach controls with this easy-to-learn but hard-to-master mentality. We'll also talk a little bit about one of our top priorities for the game, so to build the absolute best in the netcode you can get in a fighter, of course we'll be starting with a rollback as the foundation, and we've added existing tech from Riot like Riot Direct, which does a great job at minimising the ping for League of Legends and also Valorant 2. Interestingly, Tom Cannon has confirmed that although the team has made a great deal of progress, Project L will not be shipping in 2021 or 2022. So we can expect another update about progress sometime early in the second half of 2022. You know, our goal is to build a super high quality fighting game that the FGC can invest deeply in, playing for years and even decades. And that takes time to get right and we're not going to rush it, Cannon said. Well, that is it for all the video game news today, and thank you so much for watching or listening. For more video game news content like this, like, subscribe, and share with a friend. To join our community, check out the Discord link in the description, and you can follow me on Twitter at TWIVG Podcast. This week in video games is also a Patreon, and you can find out more on patreon.com forward slash this week in video games, where you can sign up for awards like early access to the podcast, get your name in the credits of videos, as well as exclusive content special Discord roles and community features, check out the links down below in the description or the show notes for more information. Well, thanks again. I'll see you soon.